All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Monday to you. What a week it's going to be. Listen in over the next few minutes and we'll tell you everything you need to know. This is the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. With just a day to go for the announcement of the results of the Assembly elections in five states, the market will likely look to the exit polls for early indicators of which way the wind is blowing. In case you missed it, a poll of polls suggested that the Congress could make a comeback in Madhya Pradesh and Rajasthan and it's likely to be neck and neck in Chhattisgarh. For the in-depth analysis, do log on to the website BloombergQuint.com. The other big news for India this morning comes from overseas. We were building up to this last week, so you will be familiar with it. On Friday, after a marathon meeting, Saudi Arabia, Russia and the rest of the OPEC Plus coalition agreed to a bigger-than-expected oil production cut. This is in direct opposition to what US President Donald Trump was demanding. The group eventually agreed to remove 1.2 million barrels a day from the oil market in the first quarter of 2019, more than 1% of global production. Having initially reacted strongly to the update, Brent crude prices have now settled around the $62 a barrel mark. In a move that will boost domestic players in the automotive industry in India, the government has mandated preference to be given to domestically manufactured vehicles with a minimum of 65% local content in public procurement of automobiles, according to an official notification. Sticking with the auto space, differences have cropped up between the heavy industry ministry and the Niti Aayog over a proposal by the think tank to levy a tax on two-wheelers to subsidize electric vehicles for the promotion of green mobility. In other news, Vijay Malia is scheduled to return to Westminster Magistrates Court in London later today when a judgment could be made in his extradition trial. He is wanted in India on alleged fraud and money laundering charges amounting to an estimated 9,000 crore rupees and has been on bail since his arrest in April last year. The Securities and Exchange Board of India is planning to expand its offer for sale framework to more companies, relax its norms for clubbing of investment limits by established foreign investors and tighten investor trading rules. In international news, China's Vice Foreign Minister Lei Yu Cheng has summoned the US Ambassador in China, Terry Brandstad, in a protest over the arrest of Huawei Technologies Chief Financial Officer Meng Wanzhou and said that it will take further action if needed. Meng was arrested in Vancouver on the 1st of December on the orders of US authorities for allegedly violating American sanctions on selling technologies to Iran. This, of course, comes in the context of the broader settlement that is being negotiated between the US and China on trade. White House Chief of Staff John Kelly will step down towards the end of the year, removing a key force for West Wing discipline from President Donald Trump's inner circle. Kelly's departure follows other senior aides who have headed for the exits in recent weeks. In other interesting updates I want to tell you about, Arvind Subramanian, India's former chief economic advisor, has a prediction. The universal basic income will become a reality in India soon. Watch that entire interaction with Bloomberg Quint's Minaka Doshi on the website BloombergQuint.com. With that, it's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Darshan. What are the indicators for the start of trade today? 
Hi Alex, good morning, good morning everyone. The US queues are extremely weak, so we are headed in for a gap down opening today. The Dow was down 560 points and, and now has erased all the gains for the year. Asia is trading weak. SDX 50 is indicating a downtick of almost 90 points at this point of time. Crude was up in trade. Crude is up almost half a percent in trade currently. It's gained for the second day because it was up 2.7% on Friday. Zinc was the only commodity on the LME with a negative closing. Copper was up 1.3% and commodities in China are gaining. Markets will also look at the data that came in from the exit poll and that is something that will give direction to the market. Not a lot of stocks to watch out for today. United Brewery CFO and Director Stephen Bosch resigns from the company with effect from January next year. Escort transfers the existing RT Crane business to its joint venture company with Japan-based Tadano for 35 crores on a slump sale basis. HEG says in its investor presentation that there could be a window of opportunity to export graphite electrodes to China till 2022 as new electrode capacity in China would take longer to come in than the steel capacity. Tata Sponge will be in focus. The government gives environmental clearance to increase the production capacity of direct reduced iron ore plant to 4.65 lakh tons from the from the existing 4.25. IFCI will be in focus. The net interest income at 15.9 crores versus 223 crores last time. The net loss at 16 crores versus 294 crores last time. But remember, this time they have another income component of 297 crores. Global Spirits will meet LIC Mutual Fund, ICICI Prudential AMC and other investors today. Access Capital has maintained a buy on RBL Bank and hiked the target price to 660 from the earlier 575. They reiterate the long-term outlook and believe in execution capability of the bank. Bank is significantly investing in the future and has the capability to leapfrog into leagues of the big bank. One of the very few brokerages to report on Suzlon, HSBC has maintained a buy and cut the target price to 9.5 from 14. They believe that the recovery post-transaction pain has been slower and shallower than expected. Slower execution issues are being addressed. Strong order books lends two-year growth visibility, according to HSBC. And Morgan Stanley says that industry has hiked prices in November for the cement industry, but channel checks show slow reversals in price trends in December. Prices were flattish quarter-on-quarter in North, Central and East India, while marginal drop in West and South in the third quarter. Cost decline should should support margins sequentially and year-on-year. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website, bloomberquin.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Darshan. And thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthew signing off. Have a lovely day.